Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Light of Elinsha Progressive Astrology, Vedic Astrology and Esoteric Talk Channel. Last podcast we talked about Shakti as the feminine principle of existence. In this one let's talk of the Shiva principle or the divine masculine principle. Shakti was the divine feminine principle. Now, lots of analogies have been given in the Vedic text. Some speak of it as the Divine Mother and the Divine Father. So you can give it the stereotypes of Mother and Father because that's what we associate as humans. It's just an analogy, folks. There's nothing more to it. Or you can take it as the masculine and the feminine. So the interpretations in Vedic texts are twofold. One talks in terms of masculine and feminine and the unionship in terms of sexual connotation because sex and <clears throat> the energy of sex where two opposites come to meet and create something new, the sexual desire and everything is seems to be portrayed as the essence of creation. If all creation happens when these opposites meet in the plant and animal kingdom in nature we see this humans are no exception so they see it as that another aspect which is told in the folklore is in terms of mother and father there are these two different types of energies and it's the way it is conveyed but the essence is the same so here we are talking about essence of Shiva and Shakti okay so Shakti we spoke of, here we speak of Shiva. Shiva we spoke, we said last time, he was the still point, the awareness point of everything. Shiva is pure consciousness, it's pure awareness. It does not have a need or the drive or the means to physically ground it or to bring things into material existence as an individuated entity. If the soul, just follow me here for a while, if the soul, which is part of the oneness of all that is, has to be individualized as an I or as an individual presence of any kind, it needs a body to come into into this universe, right? It may, the body may be like a planet, the body may be like an atom or a subatomic particle even or in terms of human beings, plants, birds, animals, planets, whatever you want to call it, stone, water, the elementals, all of these things have a body, have a essence in terms of physical individuation. That's the I. For the I to happen, you need Shakti. You need the feminine principle if you want to come in and retain that form of individuation. The moment the Shakti leaves, and there's lots of tales told about it in the Vedic texts, if you want to go through that enormous set of texts, <coughs> once the female principle leaves, there's nothing left but pure consciousness. You see? So, Shiva principle, Shiva principle is just pure awareness. Is that still point of existence which is the perception. Let's speak of Shiva a little bit more. Perception, awareness, pure perception and pure awareness is the essence of Shiva. Okay? So Shiva does not have a need to individualize.
individualize it. Shiva does not have a need to feel it in physical manifestation. There's, there's an, that's not the energy of Shiva. The pure essence of Shiva is just observation, just pure awareness. Okay, how it plays out in the male signs and in the male energies in astrology? Well, let's look at it quickly. In the male signs, it moves only as rajasic energies and as sattvic energies. The reason is because it cannot ground. It does not have the element of ground which we spoke of in the Shakti podcast. The Shiva aspect only has pure awareness. So it moves only as rajasic sign and as sattvic sign. So it's either moving as a wild energy in creation, which is the Rudra aspect. This is the Rudra aspect, which many people even in scholars confuse with. Rudra, in my perception and in my sensing also, is this wild energy that moves. It's a pure consciousness of things, all life. So Rudra is the active form of Shiva without any grounding. It's just the wild life force, the life energy of everything. It's pure life energy itself, pure consciousness, not grounded, not like Shakti is, okay? So, we digress. Coming back to Shiva, the Shiva aspect is the still point, the one who ascetic, one who can meditate for eons of time sitting in a cave is Shiva. He just perceives, 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 perceives all that is going around in the universe and all creations, all the multiverses. It's just a perception point. It's the receiving of the perception of all that's going on. Think of Shiva as like that. Think, Just project for a minute with me here. So, if you think of you being as the Shiva point, you'll only perceive, perceive, perceive everything that's going on. You're not interested in taking anything, using anything. These are all concepts of Shakti. Shakti wants to take it and make it something useful. Is it useful for me or not? Can I do something for this, for my house, for my family, for my children, for, for the creation? See, this is the utility aspect, the use aspect. Shiva has no use for things. It is just pure perception. I'm trying to give you a distinctive point here between the two. Because it's important to understand the energetic points first and then move on to the actual astrology. Otherwise, it will make no sense at all. <coughs> so, the, coming back to the astrology parts. Now, how does it move? It moves from Rajasic signs towards the Sattvic signs. The one, the one the first sign is Aries. It goes from the Aries, number one, to number three, Gemini to number 5 Leo to number 7 Libra and then to number 9 Sagittarius these are the male signs <coughs> as per the Vedic text so that's how it moves sorry my little coffee breaks here so that's how the the male sign moves so it starts from Rajasik number 1 is Rajasik number 3 is Rajasik Number five is Sattvic, the first Sattvic sign, Leo. Number seven is Rajasik again. Number nine is Sattvic again. So this is how um, the energy moves in the male signs. Uh, 
the Shiva signs in the zodiac, notice first of all that there is no Tamas here. It's only Rajasik, meaning it only moves. Like I said, that wild energy that just moves. And it only graduates to two points, five and nine. Number five and number nine are... Number five is for creativity, love, romance. It's the experience. It's a sensory experience of whatever one wants to perceive. Number five is hardly grounded. Number five, all these male signs are hardly grounded. There is no tamas element involved. There is no shakti involved. It's just a male sign. It's just a Shiva. <clears throat> so number five is all about education, creativity, romance, the fifth house, the the original fifth house if you want to call it that and the number nine is everything seeking in terms of spirituality higher wisdom broader understanding of things the graduation of five is nine like we saw in the Bhavatavam the graduation of one house to the other house how the soul moves from one point to another point that's what we are talking about here so five graduates to nine Nine again goes on to become five. The Bhavatavam of nine is five. Okay. So we are talking about the Shivas. So the wild energy of Shiva. Shiva, if you try to bring Shiva, which is the absolute awareness, the still point, into the existence, it starts just moving very wildly. Because it does not it has no need for grounding. Look at it this way. This is the wild energy. Shiva becomes Rudra in creation. The Rudra energy is all about moving, just constantly moving energy. Okay. It's the life force which moves things. It moves the rocks and the seas and the birds and the plants and the animals. It's just constantly moving life force without any still point of grounding. For grounding, it requires its counterpart, which is Shakti. That's the polarization that happens. So from Aries to Gemini, which both are Rajasic signs, Rajas means just passion, it just moves. It has no need for grounding. So what does this mean in terms of the ascendant and the perception of these male signs? Because it goes just from Rajasic to Tamasic. Well, they are just sensing and perceiving all the time. They are wanting and seeking expansion. This is the expansion we spoke of even new human being series. It craves expansion, it craves higher understanding, something new every day. But something new every day that we seek as human beings is this element of Shiva seeking expansion all the time. More and more perception, more and more perception. That's where its joy lies. The joy of Shiva is, is in perceptual expansion. In the physical dimension, it will translate as sensory expansion because we have the five senses. For most part, we just got the five senses and the mind and the emotion. So expansion in all of this. What can I taste better today? What can I create as new knowledge? Number five and number nine will create new knowledge new understandings, the sattvic signs of male signs, the Leo and Sagittarius. These create more higher expansions for Shiva. Whereas Aries, Gemini and Libra, they all go forward and just move stuff around in the physical plane. They are not interested in gaining stuff. 
they are not interested in physically actualizing stuff. They are just interested in perceptual understanding. Everything is in terms of concept for Shiva. It's not in terms of grounded use and how should I implement it. This is why you can see even in uh, if you go p- back in history, you'll find all the inventions, the scientists, the engineers for most part. These days, of course, it's all changing slightly. But the essential principle of males is always to sit and discover something, invent something, make something new in the world. It's that wild Rudra energy moving around through all the males. And so it's easier felt for males. For males are very, very comfortable. Men are very comfortable in general. Just inventing stuff. New, new things. It wants to create newer and newer things to feel that particular expansion. That's what it's all about, folks. So from 139, 1, 3, and 7, the Aries, the Gemini and the Libra, they are all Rajasic signs. They are all moving stuff in the outward world, in the outward directed energy because the male sign is outward. In 5 and 9, it graduates to learning and higher learning. That's how the Shiva aspects play out in the astrological science. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is my short take on the astrological aspects of Shiva. The male aspect of creation. It's basically a still point. Most males can do a lot by just going into still awareness, yoga and the likes of that. If they need the Shakti energy, they need to bring in the physical concretization of things which is alien to most males because they are interested in only expanding all the time. I want you to get the polarization of what we speak of as oneness itself into these two polar opposites, male and female, Shakti and Shiva. Because Shakti and Shiva is one of the most extensively spoken of concepts in all of Vedic and Hindu texts, all of them. Shiva and Shakti. Okay. Take care, be safe and you can go and visit my YouTube channel if you need some presentations, share and leave some stuff for me if you want comments on YouTube. Okay, take care and be safe and have a nice day.